0: What up, what up? Welcome to the Continual Growth Podcast, where our goal is to help you create happiness through growth. And the way we do that is by every week bringing you the tips and tricks to help you kill every day and own your fucking life. I'm Bawanka, I'm your host, it's episode 89, and you know we are about to bring that hot fire. So today, I'm joined by a very special guest, Julia Manini. Uh, so she's a, she's a principal. Uh, she' currently works as a principal, um, and she highly, highly believes in social justice. She also holds a master's in religion, a doctorate in educational relationships, and loves working with underprivileged communities. Um, so we met Julia. one time we were doing a, we were doing a talk at a school that she's principaling at. Uh, I don't know if I can say. It. Can I say this school?
1: You say yeah. Father oh, Henry. Good.
0: Father Henry Carr. Um, we had a great talk there. Uh, when I get loved, fired next week? Love, love, love the kids. Um, but yeah, is it uh, she's gonna bring some uh, some really hot fire today? Uh, she has a very inspirational story and. Um, it's going to be all about challenging the status quo, because she has definitely challenged the status quo. So, Julia, how are you doing today?
1: I am awesome, and super happy
0: to be with you guys today. Okay, okay, perfect, perfect. Um, okay, so what we kind of want to do is we kind of want to just go through a little bit of your journey of, you know, how, how you started out, uh, you know, you became a teacher and whatnot, uh, and now you're, now you're a principal, um, the whole... Thing, the overarching theme is going to be the challenging the status quo because me personally i've never i don't think i've ever even met a female principal before you're you're the first one um so definitely you had to go through a lot or take a lot of steps to get there uh so shout out to you for that thank you thank um, you but yeah kind of tell us a little bit about you uh break it down a little bit and and, and kind of just walk us through your journey and how you got to to where you are today
1: Okay, sounds good. So Toronto, born and raised, came from a beautiful family. Now, my parents are immigrants, so they were pushers. So right from the very beginning, we were kind of set on meeting goals and accomplishing, and that kind of really defined the first, I guess, 18 years of my life. So uh, my siblings and I kind of always striving academically, striving to do different things uh, with, you know, where we were in school. And that was kind of very satisfying, but then I got to the end of that, and I was going into university, and I thought, okay, I'm satisfied, but that's kind of just about the self. I'm not feeling fulfilled. I'm not feeling like, you know, I'm living my true potential. Mm -hmm. And then my mind was kind of set on fire when I got to university. I was uh, studying criminology, sociology, and English at the University of Toronto. And not only was I seeing things theoretically, but I was seeing things practically. So, you know, I had big struggles, huge struggles. No, I was a woman of privilege, right? Middle class. Yeah. So my biggest struggle was going to uh, grab a coffee, being trying to stay awake in a night class. Meanwhile, on that, I'm passing by people in the streets, kind of just trying to make it through the night, right? So they're mm-hmm. sleeping over heating vents. They're passing around alcohol in brown paper bags and parks, trying to stay warm, trying to, you know, build some sort of community in that Struggle in that suffering. And so from there, I kind of really came to understand that I needed to move beyond the self and it wasn't just about accomplishing and it wasn't just about my personal goals. It was about how was I going to bring joy? How was I going to bring uh, other inspiration to people? Mm -hmm. And so that kind of really... You want to say something? Oh yeah. I see <laughs> <I'm> just, it. <laughs> I see you're, I'm just, I'm you're going in. Say, like, Go for what it.
0: was the so, so you kind of you saw this and, and that just kind of said like okay, well like I really don't really have my problems aren't that big. People no, have definitely way bigger problems not. with me. Um, what am I gonna do to kind of to kind of like help these people?
1: Exactly, that's exactly what happened. And in the midst of all that, you know, I was. I started to struggle with anxiety and things of that nature. And so I was really looking for a way to kind of come out of myself and work with other people to understand, you know, greater purpose and living your true potential. And so from there, I kind of started to get into social justice activism. And, you know, I would go to soup kitchens and volunteer and even like simple things, walk around downtown with a pot of soup and some paper cups and give it out, just helping where I could. Mm -hmm. Uh, Went overseas to do some volunteer work as well and then came back. And thought, how can I help? How can I really help? And I thought, education, it's first of all, constantly evolving. And you're in an environment where you have the capacity to really inspire people to live their fullest potential. Not saying that I had reached my potential, because I still haven't reached my potential. But at least engaging in that active pursuit of who we are called to be, who we can be in this world. And so it kind of always resonated with me. I don't know uh, if you guys are familiar with Margaret Atwood's work, but in one of her books she writes, Potential has a shelf life. And I thought, oh my gosh, how many times I've said in my life, that person has so much potential, that student has so much potential, and I didn't want them to expire. I wanted them to kind of actively pursue, and myself to continue to actively pursue. Mm -hmm. So we're not the people that are saying, could have been, should have been, would have been, but. Yeah. So that was kind of defining moments in the first part of my educational career, and then from there, I found myself very fortunately working in very vulnerable communities, and I began to say, okay, it's all fine and dandy, to, you know. So, have quick this. question: did okay. you did Tell you just
0: me. like did you just like find yourself there, or would you did you ask to be placed there?
1: So, to be quite honest, I started off in a in a fairly kind of um, mixed demographic type of high school teaching. And then I was asked to go to this more vulnerable community type of high school, and reluctantly, because I, I actually was teaching at my alma mater, so I was really happy where it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but reluctantly, I went on because again, challenging the comfort and saying, "Okay, I can't stay here forever. Regardless, I got to do something different. I got to grow." So I moved, and from there, I was kind of in those types of communities for the better part of my teaching career and even my uh, leadership portion of my career, and it has been the most rewarding and that kind of spurs why I got into leadership because I was there and I was working with these wonderful students but you know my uh, my audience was my classroom mm-hmm. and I was looking around and I was thinking they need so much more and they need to be shown who they can be but I felt to be quite honest that ourselves you know the teachers the leaders we weren't moving beyond mediocrity we weren't reaching above that, you know, so-called status quo. And so that's when I kind of decided to get into formal leadership and pursue my principalship and pursue um, those types of avenues. And that kind of got me to uh, getting into formal leadership, my vice principalship, my principalship. And then in along the way, you know, like we all do, had some interesting relationships that kind of forced me to think a little bit more poignantly about who I wanted to be did I want to be a mother did I want to be a wife did I want to be a career woman where was I going Mm -hmm. and so in that I had a little bit of uh, intellectual stagnation after my master's I thought okay what's next what am I going to do now right so unbeknownst to myself I decided to actually go back and do my doctorate in educational leadership and the focus of that doctorate was actually uh, how we can improve the efficacy of educators working in vulnerable communities so always kind of just trying to work to build people from where they are. Mm-hmm. And move with them.
0: Okay, I like that. I like that. So you're, you're, you're a teacher, you're in the classroom, you're helping kids, uh, like, kind of in the, in the, well, as close as you can be. And then to, to kind of move into the principal role, mm-hmm. now you're trying to help, basically, the whole, the whole school as right. one. Okay, so... Me, personally, I was a terrible student. You would have hated me. Never. Um, I, lo- I love my <laughs> struggling students. They're my favorite, to be I know, honest. I know you talked a lot about, well, we could touch on this in a bit, is that you learned a lot from the students. Yeah. Um, but one of the biggest reasons for me that I like, I just didn't enjoy school was because I never really felt like there was anything for, like, I, I don't know, I just, you know, that like you do tests and you're like, oh. Do terrible at this I test. It. I get it. St- try to try to listen to the teacher talking about like algebra. Yeah, science, things that don't seem and burners, so important. Yeah. And I'm like, what 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 is what is all of this? Yeah. Um. So what what are like some? I know you've dealt with a lot of students who struggle. What are some things that you do to kind of to kind of help them? Because I know there's a lot of people even listening to this who yeah. you know that maybe they struggled in school and uh, and they they just don't have that, those options to help them move forward.
1: So I think it's incumbent, not only on the leaders of the school, but also on the teachers, to find your students' niche, which means help them find their passion, right? Mm -hmm. Which was kind of the whole impetus of me getting into education. Because we are all different, which is what creates the beautiful world that we live in, right? If everyone was just an academic or if everyone was just an athlete or if everyone was just a professional in whatever regard that would be, then we would be living, that would be the status quo. The status quo would be, you know, we're all average. We're all the same. We're all doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to teach students to find themselves wherever that is, no matter what your gift is, what your talent is, and move with it. And I think I've had the the grand privilege of working with students who are so dynamic, they're so vibrant, they have so many different gifts, whether it was artistic or musical or athletic, or, you know, they were able to do something spiritually for the school because I was in Catholic education. And, from that's where I'm saying for me, I learned so much from them about being fearless, and mm-hmm. that's I think one of the reasons why I love working in these types of communities. They're fearless, they got nothing to lose, they're going for it mm-hmm. in whichever way they need to go for it. And that kind of inspire. and that's what I'm saying. There's this reciprocity of inspiration happening, right? Because yeah. I'm getting inspired by them, feeling they have no limits sometimes. Yeah. They needed a few limits, <laughs> nonetheless. I, I had the utmost respect for them for you know, rising above and saying, Miss, and they were not they were candid. They would come in and say, Miss, what do I need this for anyways? The same way you're saying, Why do I need the algebra? Mm. And I tried to get them to understand that once you have the structure of certain things in place, yeah, then you can break free. Mm. Then you break that structure and you make it your own. But until then, you know, we kinda gotta go through the motions, we gotta take the steps to have that foundation and then run, go mm.
0: with it. Okay. Okay. So let's uh let's bring it back to back to you. So you kind of felt like you were you were going down this path. Um, this is what's expected of me. This is what I'm supposed to do. Um, what was the the biggest thing that was like, okay, I'm not gonna follow this path. I'm gonna go and do what it is that I want to do. I'm gonna follow my passion. What was the big thing that kind of that kind of sparked it for you?
1: I have a, a, a grand fear of being mediocre, mm-hmm. of kind of just settling. And
0: you, you, like, you've always had that? Or?
1: I feel like I've always had it. I have to be honest. I feel like I've you know, I always wanted to rise above even my own horizon that I had created for myself, right? Thinking that's my limit. That's the best I can do. And then the second that I reached that, I needed more. Right? whether it was, and again, whether it was a personal goal or whether it was something to do with others, whether it was something to do with community, but I needed to continue to move and to to learn more, to be more, and it's kind of always been in me. Okay, to be honest, let's
0: let's stay on this topic real okay. quick because you know continual growth. Yes, that's, that's all. That's what we're all about. Just always continuing to grow. Yes. So now there's there's some people who I've talked to, and they're like, like, how can you like, why do you always have to just be looking for more, like. Are you sometimes can you just be like fine, like just be happy with with uh, what yeah. you have, which I highly agree with. Like it's good to be happy with what yeah. you have, to be grateful for what you have. But I also still think like you need to you need to chase your potential, and you need to steep uh, like keep keep trying to level up and keep like taking yourself wherever it is that you can take yourself.
1: And that's kind of what I've noticed through that ongoing dichotomy, right? Why can't we just be peaceful in the stillness of our lives and kind of what we can just you know achieve and be in in on any level plane versus that insatiable appetite to be to create to grow to know to do more and I kind of fall on obviously the other end of it where I'm in constant search right so even to the point where I thought you know okay I'm going to become a principal and then I'm good good And now I'm thinking, okay, what's next? Because I can't do this forever. I need to continue to create new goals and to continue to aspire to do different things and to find different, you know, different ways to kind of feed my own talents and my own passions and my own desires in a, in a, in all levels of life, right? Personally, spiritually, professionally, relationally, right? Mm -hmm. To find people that know you surround yourselves with that help you to move towards being all of that
0: nice nice okay so then as a a teacher or as a principal um what do you find is like the best i know it's not going to be the same for everybody but maybe if there's like a one kind of small thing but what do you feel like is like the best kind of way to to get people to really understand that and start working towards it like just improving yourself Ah. uh like taking those small actions
1: so one of the biggest things for me was somewhere along my journey i fell into uh, mindfulness practices Mm -hmm. and in that began to kind of go inwards and explore that inner landscape. Okay, hold on. Okay. Let's bring it,
0: let's bring it back to the mindfulness. To I mindful- can't guarantee I'm going to
1: get back to that train of thought. <laughs> but okay, we're, no we're, problem. We're going to go back.
0: So the mindfulness practice of kind of touch on that because we talk about it a lot. Uh, but just what are, what are some of the things that you were doing?
1: Okay, so mindfulness changed my life. I have to be really, really honest. So I've always been, and I still do. It didn't cure. It's not a cure-all, but I struggle with anxiety, right? Kind of that perfectionism mentality always, you know, striving. Nonetheless, I found myself taking, as a teacher, I just signed up randomly for this three-day mindfulness course, and it changed my life. So I started to bring mindfulness-based, I started to read a lot of literature, like John Kabat-Zinn and others in that avenue, in that thread, and brought it back to my students. So I started to practice mindfulness with them, and I saw the change, not necessarily immediately, but over 12 weeks or so, You could definitely see that they had turned something on within themselves they had found within them it's not a it's not a power so to speak but it's another channel to understand yourself and to understand where you got to go and so for me mindfulness practices whether it's you know your five days your five minutes of morning meditation that you got to do or whether it's just taking a breath so sometimes in education we come across a lot of conflictual situations And a lot of conflictual people, right? Whether it's staff, students, I've had my fair share. Mm -hmm. And so often just reminding myself to take a breath and step back allows me to create a more positive encounter with another individual, right? So rather than being reactive, I'm responsive. Mm -hmm. And so I allow that space between us to kind of speak and to to evolve into a more positive relationship and a more positive encounter. And so that's been huge for, for myself personally, professionally, relationally, and I hope for my students, I hope it's something they carry with them beyond the Bunsen burner. That was kind of my thing as an educator too, because I I often thought back to elementary school, like, what do I remember? Like, what? What was important? Even back to high school, what was important? Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to give my students something that they could carry with them no matter where they went. And mindfulness practices was huge for me in in order to be able to give them that life-giving avenue.
0: Okay, okay. And so before you did this, before you did this course that you signed up for, were you Mm -hmm. already doing... Different mindfulness things? Nada, nothing, this? no, no. Okay, so what did you think about it before?
1: I kind of just thought it was this austere, intangible thing that was kind of out of my reach. I just mm. felt, you know, I'm, you know, I'm your average Joe. And that's for people who have this centered notion of who they are, who are more peaceful. I was always very... Another thing, people always said, you know, Manina, you're really restless, right? You always got to be doing something. And that's me nonetheless. But, you know, I felt it was for people who had that calm or who had that presence. And I I really didn't identify with it at the time. Mm -hmm. And then when I saw it's really just, it's kind of like a human practice, right? It allows us to be our best selves. And so from there on in, it just continued, you know, on and off, because some days are not as mindful as others, but yeah. I try, right? And and you kind of give it your go every day.
0: Okay, okay, perfect, perfect. Um, so I know another thing that, that like, we're really big on fitness. Um, mm. I'm pretty sure you're, you're, you're pretty big on fitness. You, last time we talked, you said you were if running. If
1: you didn't, I would have been totally offended. <laughs> I'd be like, I wore the wrong outfit.
0: <laughs> but yeah, you said you were, you were running and you were yeah. listening to the podcast. Yes, yeah. Um, so do you, Do you feel like that helps you a lot also in terms of in terms of mindfulness?
1: okay, so one hundred and fifty percent so I have my my husband often will say, "Can't you just take a break? Can't you take a day off?" And I say, "You don't understand. It's part of who I am. It allows mm-hmm. me to be better in every situation. So my day starts, whether it's if I'm working it's usually. Like you guys, like the five program. Unfortunately, not that it's not joyous; it's so joy filled <laughs> to be out there in the dark, running the streets. Um, and then uh, I, I work out for about an hour every day. I, the first thing I do as soon as I get up, to be honest, is push-ups. That's my that's straight, my jam. Straight, I know, and that's because <laughs> I didn't love I didn't love my upper body strength. So I'm like, okay, either you're gonna do something about it, or you're gonna live with it, hey. right? So. Kind of got into that program, That's for, you know, even though you know you wake up, you're groggy, but you say, okay, get it done. And the second that that challenge is already completed, you know you can take on anything else. And that's kind of about what the morning workout is, right? You complete that, everything else in the day is bonus, mm-hmm. right? Because you've already met that one thing that you probably didn't really want to do. So what else can happen, right? You're going to get it. You're going to do it.
0: Okay. 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 I like that. All right. So uh, we got mindfulness. We got that physical activity, and these are kind of things that are that are setting you up. Um, so now let's go back to let's go back to challenging the status quo, mm-hmm. um, because I know you. you this is this is what you do. So can you kind of give us uh, give us another example of where maybe someone told you this is what you're supposed to do, or maybe this is what you thought this is what you're supposed to do, and you said nah. I'm not doing that. I'm going to I'm going to go. I'm challenging the status quo. I'm going to make something happen on, on my terms.
1: For sure getting into leadership. So, uh and I don't you know, you never know whether it's cuz you're a woman, whether it's cuz whatever. You don't know, right? You don't know what people's mind states are, what they're thinking. Nonetheless, I was told several times, you're too young, don't do it, give it time, why are you so restless, mm-hmm. right? Like what's your rush? That was always the line that I received moving forward. What's your rush? But when you have that inclination to kind of move beyond and to get, there's something about remaining stagnant. I think the second that you stop, it's really tough to get started again. Right? Mm -hmm. So if you keep moving at a steady pace and that's kind of what I've tried to do, then you're going to be consistently successful in whichever way you define success. Cause I think success is an ever changing definition, depending on who you are and what you want to do. But, The second you stop, you're going to you're going to be mediocre. Right. Because you're going to say, okay, it's fine. I can deal. I can settle. I can do this. And that's kind of been my great fear. And that fear, even though we shouldn't be propagated by fear, it's kind of moved me through my life. So I, I would say it's that just not wanting to settle, not wanting that dust to
0: sit on me. I like that. I like that. Okay, uh, thank you for for everything that you that you. I'm read, not done. I have so much today. more. No, are you, I'm kidding. You you're, you're trying to bring some more of that <laughs> no, hot no, fire? I'm good. Don't worry, don't worry. We're, gonna, we're <laughs> not, good. are It's, not, good. Over it's <laughs> not over yet. It's not over yet. So um, I, I don't think you, you don't have social media or anything, right?
1: I know, guys, I don't. Yeah, I have a, to be honest. Principal. You can't
0: You can't find her. It's
1: even about, so <laughs> I know, it's true. No, it's that whole notion of like, how am I spending my time, mm-hmm. right? I struggle because I spend too many hours on Pinterest finding recipes. So if I had Instagram or if I had Twitter, I would feel kind of, you know, where am I laying my energy? So okay, I like that's that. my I like thing. That. I know, guys, I know.
0: Okay, no, no, it's good. It's good because we try, we talk about it all the time, trying yeah. to stay off. As much as you can. Yeah. Uh, me personally, I'm trying to limit my, my time on there right now. Um, but it's not over yet. We still we still gotta we still gotta come up with that with that final question. Oh so after everything after everything that you've been through, you've been challenging the status quo. Uh you've gone from someone who you know you didn't really know anything about mindfulness, now you're doing all these different mindfulness practices. Um you, you, you know, you, you didn't have that big of problems, and you said, How can I help people who have bigger problems? Um, what is one piece of advice? And you
1: said you weren't a good student. You see that synopsis you just came up with like that? That was good. I, yeah, because I worked on
0: this. This is work. I've been working on this. Go it. back and listen <laughs> to the first episode that we had.
1: <laughs> that was good. I like it.
0: Okay, so after everything that you've been through, uh, what would you say is like, if you had one piece of advice for someone who, who needs to, you know, maybe they're feeling kind of stagnant, they need, to, they need to find that way to get out of their comfort zone, they need to do something to, to keep growing, to move to that next level, what is that one piece of advice that you'd give them?
1: Okay. Although I'm not an advice giver, eh? I, I hate giving advice. However, I'm going to do it teacher, for you you're guys. You're a principal,
0: you're an educator. Bring that hot fire. <laughs>
1: So similar to a lot of the things that you guys have spoken about, it's that notion of starting, right? So you call it suit-up Mondays. So there are days where I don't feel like getting out of bed and doing the whole 5.30, 5 a.m. jam, right? But the second you put on the runners, you're going to do it, mm-hmm. right? So suit-up, start-up, and it'll go from there. And then when you do do that, make sure that you're leaving enough light and enough energy and enough of who you are for other people to follow. And that would kind of be my, my big thing that... This, do it for you but make sure that there's enough
0: left for the people who need all of that from you okay okay I like that we always talk about that each one teach one don't don't leave no one behind bring them with you I like you. it
1: each one teach one
0: thank you so much for, for coming my on the show my pleasure guys awesome. it's a pleasure you're to awesome. have you on the show thank you um, if you enjoyed this show today you already know what to do make sure to rate make sure to subscribe send it to a friend and uh, just keep finding ways to move forward So until next week, kill every day and own your fucking life. Bless up!